it's a white agenda. It's like, yo, I don't give a fuck if he's Russian or whatever. As long as he's for white power, I'm down with him. That's why so many of these, that's why Fox is kind of pushing that agenda. And and, and the rest of some of these white folks in, in America, like, why are we helping Ukraine? Why are we not on Russia's side? And yeah, it's like this whole white power thing. Mm-hmm. Is that like, the narrative? Is that what they're saying? That's what I'm fucking saying. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And it, and the fact that I'm saying it and you're you're kind of okay cuz it doesn't sound far-fetched. You no, it it did sound far-fetched. That's why I was asking you. <laughs> it did sound far-fetched. I thought you were sharing actual information. <laughs> Thanks, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. This is another episode of Decoding 40. Decoding 40. What's up? This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. This is L.O., live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up? It's your boy, Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up? This is Our, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another episode of Decoding 40. This is Alaric. This is your boy L.O.A.K.A. Actually, there is no AKA today. I'm just growing old, ladies and gentlemen. And this is your boy Vin in the building. Hope everybody's safe out there. Everybody's warm in their basements. Just getting ready for this nuclear war. (laughs) (laughs) We'll all be warm and toasty very soon. Very soon. (laughs) Nice little radiating glow. now. Everybody likes that 3,000 degree sunburn. <laughs> Get ready for that 3,000 degree sunburn. <laughs> I need more SPF. Oh my God. Yo, what's going on? Well, another week. <laughs> so I know Ello uh, celebrated her birthday last week and the, the celebration went into full swing this past weekend. So uh, what's going on in your lives? You're right. I uh, My wife set up a nice weekend for us. We stayed at the Millennium Hotel. Um, no, not really. It, it was one. It's one of those hotels that I've always wanted to stay in uh, ever since it was built. Yeah, and was incredibly disappointed by everything about the hotel. I mean, it just it looks like it has been beat to death. The room is seriously meh. We neither one of us enjoyed it. But at the same time, it was a nice little enclave for us to kind of chill and enjoy each right. other. And that means just disgusting sex. So we, we well, had was, a really good time. built back in the 90s, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's, it, it's well, a it was, old hotel. It was hot in the 90s. Well, it has cooled off considerably. You stayed at what hotel? <laughs> the Millennium hotel oh, yeah, the, down, one, the one downtown yeah right across from uh zero. yeah exactly yeah things cooled off after 9 11 yeah, <laughs> I, I stayed i stayed in that hotel when back in the early night well not the early 90s late oh, 90s well look at this guy no i was working for the marriott at the time and we were able to millennium was owned by the marriott company i don't know if it still is but at that time it was i think we it was able to use we were probably. able to use those rooms nice uh, Nice. But the view was spectacular. It was pointing directly yeah. at uh, which, which is now the, the Freedom Tower, and all okay. of uh, what is that area called? I was trying to remember what's that area called across from the World Trade Center, Battery Park City. That's all. Battery is that Park all City. Battery Park City? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least from the Trade Center down, you got to make a left off of Park, right? And then you're Battery City. <laughs> Something give directions. You all like, oh fuck me. You know, you gotta go. You gotta make a left. You know. It cut out two blocks. You come across my street, you know. But yeah, the view was amazing. My wife had some things planned. Uh, so we went to, where did we go? Oh, we went to uh, Kings County Distillery out in Brooklyn and did a whiskey tour. And it was pretty interesting. But my wife made a really astute observation about the tour guide's facts that she was sharing. The only 
time black people enter into this story is as mm-hmm. enslaved people. Mm. <laughs> and it was like, huh. <laughs> Interesting. And the only thing that kind of keyed me into it was she had mentioned enslaved people once, and then she said the slaves from Africa. <laughs> and I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait, I thought we agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were using enslaved just a minute ago. Yeah. So yeah, but after my wife said that, I was like, I really don't. I really didn't enjoy it. There was way too much talking. Should have been more drinking. But interesting fact, as whiskey is processed, there is a uh, derivative or byproduct that is actually poison. Really? um, That continues to be processed that a few different iterations and then eventually we get whiskey. So we are literally drinking poison. I knew that. So, Vin, that, that gives you more motivation to go ahead. I've, I've felt close to death a few times. <laughs> it's a slow death. Whiskey and yeah. bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. But, what, what, but, is that, what is that poisonous product? Do you remember what that's called? Because I'm assuming they don't throw it away or throw it all. No, no, I think they have to dispense a large portion of it. I can't remember. I, I was really kind of ready for the drinking. We gave it to the homeless as a tranquilizer <laughs> of some sort. Uh, we've been able but to... they do hand out like different portions of the process so you can smell it. But the only yeah. only bottle that they would not open is the poisonous part because basically okay. she said it was like uh, ethanol and it would have probably killed you if you inhaled it. So oh, right. I was like, well, why are you passing around the bottle? It's just a right place. <laughs> Who's going to drop the fucking bottle? Right, exactly. So I did ask if I could open it. She said, no. So <laughs> This lady has no sense of adventure. Yeah. Just want a sip. Mm. You take a sip and you turn it to <laughs> Show you how strong, strong my liver is, baby. <laughs> um, turn it to liver, man. <laughs> Imagine turning into a, a a villain right on the floor as a distillery. <laughs> I'm almost whiskey, man. <laughs> almost whiskey. I am liver, man. <laughs> I take all the impurities of the world and I clean them. It's my superpower. Not all superpowers are great. I got the shitty superpower. But uh, after that, we want to go eat at um, Banchan. But let me just tell you how much I drink. And I wasn't really like drinking heavy. I, I yeah. thought about it. It was the mixture that I was having. So about nine o'clock, I wake up. I, I have a couple of glasses of white wine. Mm-hmm. Then I move to red wine. At nine in the morning. At nine in the morning. Okay. Because I'm like, yo, this is, this is a staycation. This is my birthday weekend. Yeah. I'm doing it. So then we get to the, the uh, distillery. So I'm drinking whiskey there. Then we go eat at Bonchon's. What, what time is drinking- that? That was around two, three, four, some it's somewhere okay. in that time. He's spacing it out. I, that's that's what I thought I was doing. I'm thinking I'm yeah. being a responsible drinker. So then I get to Bonchon's and I drink beer. Mm-hmm. And by that time, my body is saying, "You've miscalculated, crazy, my friend. <laughs> you forgot to carry the ones. <laughs> you forgot to carry a one <laughs> and subtract. You didn't move the decimal point." <laughs> This is a fatal error. So by the time we get to your event, and thanks again for inviting us, I know that I don't even want to, I don't want to smell food and I don't want to drink or smell alcohol. (laughs) So what's What happens? I'm smelling food. I'm tempted by alcohol and I'm smelling it all, all night. So yeah, that's when you guys, I eventually I made it. I'm glad we made it over to that bench that was behind the, uh, the, the screen. Because not only was I able to get cold air, but I was able to sit down and just kind of rebuffer myself because it took me about 90 minutes, two hours to get myself a second win. And wow. then when I got the second win, I was good. But okay. um, I still just said, all right, I'm not going to drink anymore, which is why I woke up Sunday morning and started drinking again. So the the cycle continues. L, so L, L was on a bender like Denzel in that movie where he's a <laughs> fucking pilot. What was it called? Flight? Wait, no, Flight. you didn't drink. You didn't drink it all that night. At at the party? No. Yeah. No. 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 Open bar. It's not so a tempting. sip. I know. I was so like wow. disappointed in myself. That's yeah, just and, and every time I went up to the bartender to get some water, it felt like he was trying to goat me into getting a drink. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had one drink, and then I had that uh, Knob Creek. Ugh. Mm-hmm. 
you don't like, like Knob Creek? That shit tastes like shit to me. Oh. It tastes like it was. It smelled. It first of all, it smelled and tasted like I should fucking clean shoes with that. Yeah, it's so, not the best. Knob Creek is horrible. It's like I was it's, like, oh, it's, this is not well, which one people. was it? Because I don't know. It just said Knob Creek on the bottle, and I, I and I've seen Knob Creek before, and I thought, well, it should taste better than this, unless it was actually. Like, you know what? I I usually drink Knob Creek maple flavor. Oh. Uh, well, this one was Knob Creek nasty flavor. <laughs> Doodle flavor. Shit tasted like fucking <laughs> scene and and, and <laughs> Knob Creek shoe heel. <laughs> we'll put a little horse shit in it just for flavor. That's beautiful. <laughs> and we charred about it. It's barreled in horse shit. It's amazing. <laughs> How much is in there? One horse turd per barrel, sir. Don't get greedy. Knob Creek Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Wait, Knob Creek is the one that puts a wax on the on yeah. the bottle, right? Oh wait, oh, uh, no, Maker's no. Mark does that too. So I'm Maker's sure Mark, Mark. Yeah. no, Maker's yeah, Mark is right. you can't sip that. Maker's Mark is for drinks like to mix with. Are you serious? I like Maker's Mark. I like Maker's Mark. Knob <laughs> Creek, Knob Creek is in the same category for me as like Rubbing a Jim alcohol. Bean or yes. a Wild Turkey. Yes, it's to be avoided at all costs. Yes, unless that's the only brown liquor on the shelf, and that's what it was. He had that, yeah. and some other shit, some other shit I never even heard of. I said, "Well, I've heard of Knob Creek. Let me see. Mm, right. Just put a couple cubes of ice, give it to me straight." I was like, "Yo, did this motherfucker just pour this out of a shoe?" <laughs> he did. <laughs> I that's said, "Knob way. Creek." You I, it, hold up, you filter I, it through your loafer. I said Knob Creek, not shoe store. Like fuck <laughs> this shit. This shit was horrible. Ugh. Yeah, I just so so yeah, Sunday we checked out the hotel, came back uptown. I watched basketball all afternoon and evening. And the Knicks won last night. So who, nice little who cap beat? off. The LA Clippers of all teams. Wow. I, I was trying to think of a team that was worse than the Knicks and I I Oh, there I, is no team worse than the Knicks right now. I, nothing yeah. came to my like, last place. At least in the East, yeah. Wow. In I'm the sure. world. Like, I, I think there's a high school <laughs> basketball team. There's a, there's a there's super high school basketball, basketball team that could yes. take them on. It's, it's the Knicks and the motherfuckers that play the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> generals. The Washington Generals. The Generals. I think it's the same. Fuck. You never see them in the same place at the same time. Yeah, I think it might be the same exact team. Jesus Christ. The, the, the thing is, and I know we don't talk about sports, but the Knicks actually have a solid team. They're just young. I think seven players are under 24. So this is a very young squad that just needs to grow and learn and just play it's together. It's not going to happen. They're going to trade. This Anyone is, well, yeah. who has any promise we, is going to get on. traded. Away. We've seen this movie before. I know. Can, can I tell you my Nick theory? What's your Nick? I have, they one have too, no that. intention of ever winning a championship again. There's no incentive. Yeah. I actually agree. There's no incentive, There's no incentive. at all. Yeah. The, the, because the garden's packed every night, no right. matter what, because it's it's a place to go. Right. There's really no incentive. They, what they're doing is they're, they're concentrating on concessions and Nick's exactly. memorabilia and and uh, swag. And they don't give a fuck about the team. Bringing and lading and blending and trending. (laughs) Swishing and dishing. Swishing and Uh, dishing. Yeah, I I, I agree. I I think it's a shame, but um, I think that's what's going on with Dolan. Uh, There's a a, a graphic that I found in the New York Times that shows the point in which Dolan took over. Mm -hmm. It is the exact point the Knicks' decline occurred. Wow. Every other team, every other team in the league ascends. Right. The Knicks are the only team that actually descends in uh, wins. Fucking the hard, amount of yeah. money they spend on players, right? You look at this. There's a culture of winning in L.A. There's a culture of winning in Boston. There's a culture of winning even in Miami. Yeah. Right. Here, we. Th- th- it's like Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, Milwaukee. <laughs> They went back to their old traditions. Right. <laughs> we can't and get it together. Orlando so, Magic. Nobody wants to come here because it's not that big of a deal anymore. That's not true. That's no, not people true. No, people want to play here. I talked to Tyreek Evans at a Brooklyn. party. Yeah, I talked to Tyreek Evans at a party. He was like, yo, the management is not is a mess. 
This was a couple years ago. Brooklyn's got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Just got rid of uh, the beard. Harden. Yeah. This is a this is a major market. People want to play here. I mean, it's the biggest city in the Nobody world. Nobody wants to play for the Knicks, though. The Knicks are horrible. The Knicks could get these people if they were actually building a team to win. Right. But they're not. At least, at least the Knicks were trying years to old. win. The Knicks get niggas when they're 40 years old and washed up. It's true. For niggas, niggas be out there playing with two bags of ice on each knee. <laughs> The fuck you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers out there looking like, bro, what was that? What was that? Uh, Stoudemire. Yeah. He was, he was, Amari was, Amari was promising. Yeah. He was, he was good. a beast. When yeah. he came, when he came to the Knicks, he had another year. If they, if he, he had maybe another two years good in him at that point. If they had, if they brought him and brought like two more pieces around him, they could have maybe gone as far as, a conference champion or something. With he him. was playing with Carmelo Anthony, mm. but that was it. There was them two. That's who I'm else saying. was on that squad. I said three. You need somebody. You need somebody to come off the bench. They didn't right. have no bench. They had nobody. And that they didn't have a point guard. I can't think of who it was. It went though. to the. It went to the point. Uh, I think Charlie Ward or one of the motherfuckers is the point guard. And they was doing okay. Charlie Ward was Charlie Ward was like the nineties, bro. All right, so listen, hey, listen. <laughs> he said Charlie Ward. They had they had fucking Michael Jordan there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> his but Stoudemire's legs were so bad. The nigga had like seventeen knee operations. He had mm. like four knee transplants. <laughs> he, he, he they wrapped him. They wrapped his legs in ice bags and gave him shots of heroin in his knees for him to play. <laughs> That's how allegedly. His, that's how allegedly. his legs were. Well, and now he has fault. Yeah, he had fake legs, but real feet. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of Stoudemire, yeah, um, wooden legs, but uh, real feet. <laughs> George Washington legs. <laughs> he was a wooden boy. <laughs> he to be a real man. Geppetto <laughs> make that boy real. <laughs> There's a great segment, new segment on HBO Sports about Amari Stoudemire and his transition into. Uh, Judaism. He's actually become more lucrative post his NBA career now because he has like wine and a bunch of other ventures. Good for him, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty dope to see him and his growth and his uh, commitment to his religion. They got to check that out. Yeah. And his knee uh, hurt more. I was going to say something irresponsible. Yeah, that's my check-in. This is Leon, and I'm done speaking. Well, thanks for that check-in, Leon. Uh, mine's is not really... Uh... <laughs> you, you're welcome, Vincent. You know, thank, thanks <laughs> for that check-in, Leon. Yeah. Just want to give you a thank you, sir, for doing a great check-in. I appreciate it. You sound like you were in the traffic chopper. Uh, thanks for that check-in, Leon. Uh, back to the studio. Okay, we, we got a... Really, it's coming from the east. <laughs> We got a bumper bumper over there in 95. Bumper bumper of the D. It looks like we got a bum out there who was pissing on people's cars and uh, oh, let him go it's by. A little bit of rubber digging. He's got a he bumped his penis and he's slapping people's windshields with it, Doc. Uh, you know, we don't do that here. Waiting for the police to come out here. He got, got a squeegee head attached to his cock. I've never seen anything like this here. Shit, this is ridiculous. He's got, you know. And he, and he's it seems like his hands free, Jim. And he's, he's using urine. He's coming out of his penis, he's spraying on the window. He's using the squeegee, he's cleaning. Jim, this guy is ridiculous. Back to you, Tommy. <laughs> oh my God, this show. Back to you, Jim. <laughs> oh my God, this show. Back to you, Jim. <laughs> What's going on with me? Nothing much, man. I mean, you know, when you don't have a traditional nine to five job, life is, uh, I feel like a fucking goat herder. You know, uh, the goats basically take care of themselves and have time to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got time to read and do nothing. No, um, nah, everything's cool, man. I'm just, like I said, not not having a traditional job right now is uh, a little crazy, but, you know, I'm uh but how does your mental feel, though? Uh, ups and downs, man. I'm kind of all over the place sometimes, man. But I, I'm just trying to uh, shake that off because it's something that's kind of difficult to do. 20, what, is, what are we, 2022? It, it's already March. So it's like the days seem to go by so quickly. 
Mm-hmm. I wake up, and then the next thing I know, it's 7 o'clock at night again. It, it, right. That's how it feels to me. I don't know, man. Other than that, I, like I said, I really don't have anything much that's going on. I, I'm still, you know, trying to get these audio books together. How's that going? That's going good, but you know what it is? I think it takes, for me, it's more of the editing than anything because mm-hmm. I'm just reading through the the book, you know, trying to anyway. Any interesting books? The book that I'm reading now, the one that I'm doing now is pretty good. I, I like the book a lot. It's 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 based on it's it's nonfiction. It's based on somebody uh, a character who you know goes through life and then finds God and things of that nature. So he goes through a rebirth, uh, and the other one is kind of like a detective type of uh, special forces type of thing. I think I haven't really got into it. I, I did like the first couple chapters as mm-hmm. a sample to the author, but you know I, I have to do more of them, and I I need to get some books that pay you know up front. These are royalty books, which is mm-hmm. cool because once they get done. Depending in depending on how the author is or how popular the author is will determine how many people download this book. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. And then I was expecting you to uh, spoil the plot of these books. I don't know the end of the book. Oh, okay. So I can't spoil it for you. <laughs> he, he and why would I do that? I want you guys to go out and support when the book comes out. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, how the book. The, the the I'm thinking tentatively. Uh, the book should, those books should be coming out sometime in the summertime. I know one mm-hmm. of them, uh, the one I'm doing now, maybe probably, I would guess like June, July. I don't know how long it takes for them to master it and then put it out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully by the summertime, I'm trying to get them done quicker so they can get done quicker and I can start maybe getting some money out of it. But Now, have the physical books been released? Yes. Okay. The physical books have been released. And the book itself, like the the author I'm doing now, she got to number six on the top, I guess, New York Times bestseller list. Oh, look at this guy. So, you know, I'm that's but she, she, she's in Australia. So, I mean, I, again, she's an Australian. Uh, I don't know if it's oh, Australian that Times count. or no, it doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't count. Well, okay. No. no, I don't know. I'm joking. I have no idea. But no, that that sounds great, though. You're the dream crusher. <laughs> hey, that's see. my pleasure. That's my pleasure. Did uh, you say New York Times or New Zealand Times? <laughs> no, I think it's New York Times. I think it's New York Times or oh, New York Times. Z Times. <laughs> it was the best. The NZ times. times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> New Zealand it was times. The NZ Times. But no, she. Uh, you know. Uh, so again, I, I I can only hope that people will you know, tune in and, and want to download the book. Once the book is done, then I'll just like, I'll get, I'm going to push it on my end, hopefully get a couple people to download it. I don't know how much it's going to cost or whatever, but we'll see, man. You know, well, you got forward to it. two downloads here. I guess you'll download yeah, it. Hey man, $2. You know, just, I, you know. I, I wasn't really into the audiobooks, but you kind of started the conversation. And then I was listening to the Will Smith book when I was driving the last gig. Oh yeah, did you? And finish? now I just, I did finish it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Highly recommend it. I think hearing it in his voice, hearing all of the the sound design, hearing all of the music and stuff like that, is a great experience. Mm-hmm. But it is sixteen hours, so mm-hmm. it's going to take a minute. But now I'm listening to the Trevor Noah uh, autobiography. That's a good book, and it's really good. Really, really he, good book. It's He's really good. good. He's good. It's really good. I think I'm now hooked on audiobooks. I, I've I've sort of not listened to my podcast, this the, the my my podcast list because I've been listening to audiobooks and trying to get mm-hmm. them in. I yeah, typically listen to audiobooks for older books. Like the mm-hmm. last one I I listened to was Native Son, Native Son. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was pretty good, but I hadn't read the whole book. I think ever. I just read excerpts for school. Right, right. But it it was good. Um, I just, I don't know. I can't get into current books. I, I think I have to f- physically read current books. But I'll, so, I'll, try, this, I'll try this Will book just because of the it's sound. It's really good. I never Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Do, do they have Malcolm as an audible book? Yes. They do? Yes. They came up that once I started listening to one book, they give you recommendations, and that was one of the recommendations. Okay. Mm. I don't even know how long that motherfucker is going to be. Yeah, it's... That's, that's got to be like... Eight nine hours, probably at least. No more. If Maybe Will's more. book was sixteen hours, it's got to be more than that. Because it was a, that was a thick book. That was a big book. Well, if they do the Alex Haley version, I mean, it was. Yeah, I guess it was thick. It was, you know, it, yeah. With that tiny print. Yeah, true that. 
that's basically it, man. That's my check-in. You know, that's my time. And, uh, you know. That was a great check-in, Ben. Cool, man. It was That was an excellent check-in. Like, good job. Best check-ins. Good job. Hell, you guys. <laughs> Pulling my fucking leg. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll do my check-in. Well, Saturday night, we had an event for the Fearless Artist uh, Collective that I work with uh, down in Miami when we do the um, Art Basel gallery pop-up. So we were just trying to figure out like how to sort of announce that we're, what the new theme, what the, what the next thing that we're going to do. So we are just like, you know what, let's just have a party. Let's just have a function. Let's just have people out, like start enjoying ourselves again, mm. you know, and share, you know, what we've done over the last seven years. And it was just, you know, an opportunity for for us to have and gather people. It was so really that was nice. a lot of fun. It was really nice, nice vibe, nice people, nice crowd. Yeah, it 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 stayed under the amount of people that would have made me nervous. Yeah, that's very true. It was under very the nervous amount of people line, and then like I was able to sit in a place where there weren't too many people around me, so that kept my COVID concerns. Yeah. <laughs> At bay. At bay. Because it was like a little bit of a crowd over there by the bar. I was like, mm, nobody's wearing a mask. Let's, <laughs> let me sit over here. Don't need to drinking like that. But it, that was, it's, it was it's so interesting like, how we reintroduce ourselves to the world, like how yeah. how we step out now. Because there's certain spaces that I'm, there's just no way I'm not wearing a mask. But then there's other spaces where I feel like I trust the people. Like it's weird. It's, but it's not like, it's not like, do you wear a condom? Do you not wear a condom? You know what I mean? Like it kind of is. It's like, hold up. You thought I was gonna get vaccinated, <laughs> but I fooled you. Yeah, because I was thinking. I I guess COVID is over in New York City and probably all over the world because I'm looking at people go to NBA games, concerts, and the arenas are packed. So initially, when when I walked in, I wasn't in, incredibly concerned. I was more concerned with the folks I rolled in with, once I saw them, you know, get comfortable and take their mask off, I was like, all right, cool. I can take my mask off. Right. But yeah, I, I was very pleased with the number of people that was there. It was the right number of people. So you could right. feel a vibe. Enough space feel, between exactly, you. Exactly. Right. It was great. Yeah. Well, so when's the next event? There, There is an event. Um, we're going to do an event in June, which is going to be like the bigger version of what this is, you know, provided we don't have another variant right. smack us across the head uh, in June. And uh, we, we started this program last year called uh, the Young Curators Program. So there's a, a lot of people who want to get involved in the arts, but just don't really know how they get involved. Like mm -hmm. maybe they're an artist or maybe they're a creative of some sort, but they want to, they want to figure out how to create their own events or their own gallery space, or they want to create, you know, they just want to showcase and, and collaborate with other artists. So we basically are telling them what we know about this mm. and how to do it. Um, That's from, super dope. From planning to, to ideation, to production, to collaboration and sponsorships, all the things that, all, all the things that we bumped our heads on, Mm -hmm. We're sort of sharing that information with uh, the next group of, of folks that um, hopefully are coming behind us and, and doing special things. Um, so we're doing a showcase of the work that they're putting in this, this cohort, this cohorts uh, showcasing their work, the, the work that they're putting in. And uh, that'll be a, over a weekend from the June 2nd to the 5th, I think is the dates that we're working with. So look out for that. You'll be invited to that opening as well. Very nice. I will keep yeah. my drinking to a minimum until No, you won't. no, you cannot. No, until I arrive. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yes, do that. I won't be starting so early. <laughs> Just um, get warm and the video that you all were playing really made me want to go to Art Basil. Man, I can't I Is can't it Basil or Basil? Art Basil. Basil. Man. Basil. But I can't explain to you the energy like imagine on your block, right? Two hundred thousand people descend descend on your block to look at something. 
Mm. Right. The entire energy of your sheet of your street has now shifted. The vibe has changed. The energy has changed. It's a different place now. So that's what happens in Miami. Like 200,000 people descend on Miami with a focus on art and creativity and party. Mm -hmm. Part of that. And it really changes how how you feel in the city. It's it's like going to an art opening every night. It's an incredible, it's an incredible yeah, energy, and I highly recommend people come and check it out for themselves. Yeah, I definitely want to get down there. Art Basel. Baseling. Basel. Baseling. You call it Baseling. Baseling. <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm at the Baseling. I'm having a good time here. I'm in Miami. I'm drinking I'm, mojitos. I'm having mojitos. fish tacos. <laughs> I'm having fish tacos with my friends. Franz and Franz. <laughs> Fuck out my face. Give me a bottle. What else is going on? Today was one of those days that remind you why you are still in New York. Because we've been punished for three months straight, right? Brutal winters, cold, rainy, snow. And then today was like that day. You didn't need a jacket today. Yeah, 70 degree weather. It was nice. I mean, it was still cloudy, but it was nice. The temperature it's that nice. first day. It, it, it's, not the, it's not the perfect day, the perfect day is going to have all sunshine all day long. Right. We haven't gotten that quite yet. But today was that little taste of New York spring, yeah. which yeah. I think is the most beautiful time of the year in New York because the so entire crazy. city wakes up. Everybody's <laughs> fucking sexy. And this was like a little preview of what's to come. And I think it's the, I think it's the universe warning me, like, I need to start uh, exercising for, <laughs> because, for facts. Yeah. Cause my coat, I'm, I have to take my coat off. So <laughs> you better start jogging again. That was the, that's the warning universe. I literally, yeah, you, you listen, what, if, tonight, hold, early hold, tonight. Up. hold up. If Rick shows up, they'd be like, who's the new bear? <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> who's the new bear in the scene? What bear? <laughs> Oh, it's the Basel Bear. It's the Basel Bear. Oh my God. I'm the Basel Bear. He's back. He's the Basel Bear. Oh my goodness. My name's Sebastian, the Basel Bear. <laughs> he got little fucking black glasses and shit. What are you talking about? I'm the Basel Bear. It looks like the dog to scrub. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I got myself back in the gym finally today. Uh, Saturday was great motivation because I was like, yo, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I got myself in the gym. I'll be back in there tomorrow and all week. Yeah. Here we go. Awesome, Here we man. go. Here we go. Next time, we next go. time I see, next time we see him, Rick, he's going to be walking around with his personal fucking gallon of water. and Oh, and for sure. You know, Look, I, 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 I wanted us to make man. that pack that we were gonna we were gonna go shirtless on the beach on our fiftieth. Like we we're gonna celebrate our fiftieth shirtless, but it might not be impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be shirtless. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna wear a tank top in the water like I'm some fucking broad. I can do that. I'm gonna fucking go out there my belly out. I don't give a fuck. Gray hairs and all. Yo, <laughs> shit. Yo, you myself up. That's so serious. <laughs> big ass gut out there, gray hairs on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm trying to get back to at least a dad bod because this COVID bod is like, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Looking like a stuffed ass Batman <laughs> <laughs> with the stuffing all out of place. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Wayne been eating some sandwiches, huh? <laughs> Bat oh, sandwiches, fucking Batman eating a lot of turkey and cheeses, a lot of chopped cheeses and shit. Alfred's making chopped cheese and grits now <laughs> for morning, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sir, another one. <laughs> what do you think I pay you for, Alfred? Shut your mouth, make me a chopped cheese, bitch. <laughs> That's pretty much from it for me, man. Um, yeah. 
That's my check-in. Nice. Good job, Alaric. Thank you. Yeah. What's good, people? This is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluor. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Fluke, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X Hamster. Oh, wait. That's my private account. Don't follow that. There's no way in the world that you don't know what's happening in the Ukraine. But if you've been locked in a Turkish prison. A Turkish prison? A, <laughs> a, a Turkish prison. I was going to let you rock with it. Uh, no. Finn did not. No, I did not. A Turkish prison. Prison. You. Rock is a tourist attraction. <laughs> that was the Batman. <laughs> that was the Batman. <laughs> oh shit what are you drinking I am drinking I don't even know what is this Wolf Old Scout. it's Old called Scout. Old Scout it's from, about right. it's from West Virginia yeehaw oh, shit. It's born and raised <laughs> it's, it's got a wolf paw in the bottom of it <laughs> Old Scout it's numbered from the tears of the wolf but it's actually I bought it in West Virginia but it's actually uh, we'll talk about that Anyway, unless you have been locked in a Turkish prison, blindfolded with noise-canceling headphones on, you have to know what's happening in the Ukraine because we've been bombarded with the Ukrainian hero story. Mm. The good and- give. <laughs> He's already shot down 20 Russian planes. He's killed Putin. Look, I... I agree. War is a terrible, terrible thing. But the way that CNN is talking about it, you would think that it has never happened before in the history of the world. Well, what's what's your what's your take on the Ukrainian Russian conflict? What do we call it? Is it war yet? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Was it an invasion conflict? Definitely an invasion. Okay. I forgot what the Russians are calling it. They are calling it. a, day at the beach. Know, a, a correction. <laughs> I don't know what they're calling it. Um, <laughs> some type of liber, liberating. Uh, I don't know cause or something. I don't know what they're doing. Mm. I, I got several problems with the way that the story is being told. The first is, I think you mentioned uh, the hero uh, aspect of the Ukrainians, mm-hmm. which is all well and good. Fight for your country. But you need those hero stories like that, like the the story of the, yeah, the but, Ukrainian woman who fought off five soldiers with a spoon and you know, right. But hold hold tight, selector. This is where I'm going with this. When <laughs> when black people are trying to defend their neighborhood, not even their mm-hmm. country, their neighborhood, and they use any sort of aggression, it's sort of like wait, whoa, whoa. Why aren't you singing Kumbaya and protesting and marching? Why do you got to bring the guns, buddy? Right. And it's always like black people have to even give, give peace fight. a chance. Right. But they have to fight for everything in a respectful manner. And if you, I've seen several videos where Ukrainian men and women are going into the faces of these Russian show, Russian ugh, say that a couple of times Russian soldiers and are being vulgar are being uh, bombastic they're, they're just really just getting all in their faces and a lot of them are just carrying guns all over the place and they're talking about mm-hmm. you know we're going to kill you you're going to die in this country one of them, I saw one video a woman said here because us uh, uh, son flower seeds are the uh the country's um i don't know it's one of the staples of the country we produce the most best sunflower seeds in all of she said she she walked up to this uh russian soldier and said i want you to put these in the in your pocket so when you die at least something from you will grow Mm. jesus and thanks grandma (laughs) grandma those my sunflower seeds so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but that's being celebrated, and and that's it. Is. But I'm just it's, it's just that part is just driving me insane. And then the other piece 
about the African, particularly the African students who are trying to get out of Ukraine are being denied or at least being pushed back further and further uh, to the back of the line. I saw one account on uh, Tiffany Cross's show where she was talking to his brother where they were basically out in the cold for days being told, hey, well, why don't you go over here and then you can get on the train. And then when they got there, they would be like, no, no. If you go over there, then you definitely can get on the train. So it's like, wow. Um, I, I like the line that you say, Ben. Um, that racism train is is never late, mm-hmm. and it's yep. actually early. Um, yeah, over at Ukraine. Yeah. So those are the two takeaways that kind of pissing me off. Um, and then the other, the third piece is it it's it's sort of mind blowing that another country can invade another country, or one country can invade another country. And the rest of the world will try to find, I guess, respectable ways to counter this insurgent. But people are dying in, in, in the midst of this. And I'm reminded that government is not here to save you people. Well, he knows that there's nothing they can do. He knows that our hands are tied in certain ways, but not in other ways. The he knows is, that though, we don't want to escalate. Because but, we like our McDonald's and we, oh, we like our sure. Starbucks too much. We're not going to escalate. Whereas he's willing, to, he has sacrificed his entire country's economy to do this, right? right. Because they're, they're apparently used to those, uh, they, they might be willing to, to deal with those conditions more than we are willing to do, deal with those conditions. Could you imagine oh. if our, our banking system started shutting down we lost 45 percent of the u.s dollars value could you imagine if that happened here dog when my credit card doesn't work because they think it's fraud i go berserk imagine me not having access to any of my cash or credit Mm. switch turned off i think is it's paypal turned off when when the uh no, when the no. cable is out or the internet is out for <laughs> right, five or right. ten minutes. <laughs> the fuck is going on in this fucking right. place? What are we living in a cave? <laughs> no, we're not ready for that. No, we're not ready for that. So our response is gonna be a little bit different. Like when 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 we know Russia's armed with nuclear weapons, so our threats can only go so far. We're not gonna actually put boots on the ground in Russia. For sure. They know that. They're not going to try to make something is, here. This is why I always kind of laugh when people talk about the government is trying to do this and XYZ and all these conspiracy theories. They knew he was gearing up for this. Yeah. And even if they didn't know, that would be problematic. But the fact that he has really been, in, in retrospect or in hindsight, for me, as a layman person, I can kind of see the, the dots connected from where we mm-hmm. were, particularly when Trump was in office. Mm-hmm. So now you're telling me people who were working on this 24-7 around the clock could not figure out a plan to sort of stymie some of this and to get some guns and, and, and weaponry in the hands of the Ukrainians before this popped off? You know, Well, they have yeah. been. They've been getting, you know. Well, they have been getting aid from they, the U.S. They have been getting aid, but I'm just saying, just like Putin was planning, Big P. Right. P, Big P. The, the United States should have been planning. Germany should have been. I, and I'm, I'm sure they France. were planning. And I'm sure that they were they were working on their counter to whatever they but were the doing. Intelligence it's just that we're just finding out about. No, but I'm just the saying the intelligence apparently did not put them in a position to start to mobilize quicker because we wouldn't be talking about now getting uh, right. it, it, but planes there's, and there's, things. There's, to, a reason, there's a reason for that. Because... Um, that ramp up started during a previous administration, right? So the the counterbalance to that only started in January. Well, I, I, I while that might be true, do you also have Point to look at the fact that we? But but the thing, America fights wars twenty years in advance. We've already fought this war before. We we know what the outcome is going to be of this. At the yes. What's out? America- you know what the outcome is going to be? I don't think so. No, 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 no. America knows the outcome of what it would be to go into Ukraine and fight a conventional war and where mm-hmm. it would lead to. It's not. It's oh, not yeah. beneficial for America to do that. No. Right. 
and there's no oil. There's nothing. There's nothing in Ukraine that we want. There's sunflower right? seeds. There's a bountiful. I know, and sunflower seed oil is very good for you when yes, you're exactly. when you're frying chicken in it. But my point is, <laughs> is that America doesn't want that smoke, right? My other point was the um, the narrative that L was talking about as far as this whole uh, the the racial racism backdrop of the students and everything like that. Ukraine is is I think it's just a, it's, it's just a step for him. I, he's just trying to push the buttons. He's trying to see how far he can fucking go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and the best thing that America he's, can do right now is is shut his money off and shut his forces off. Fuck with the oligarchy because the oligarchs who give Putin the money and everything else that, that give him the backing, when their pockets start hurting, they're going to put pressure on him. You know, and that's what's happening right now. He's probably getting a lot of pressure being put on like, yo, you're fucking with my money right now. I can't move the way I want to move. A lot of people in Russia can't move the way they want to move. The oligarchy over there can't move the way they want to move. They're going to start putting pressure on him. And that's what the Americans are hoping he's going to do. But the flip side is, is this nigga's crazy enough to be like, yo, fuck it. I'm going to push a button. Uh, you think so? I don't, I don't, I don't think, think he's that crazy. No, I don't think there's. I don't think, got China I, with him. I don't. But he is using that pressure. Right. He is using that pressure of saying we're building a wall. The United States has 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 a dilemma. Right. Because when some country says they want to join NATO, which is basically our wall against everything that was communism previously, but this is our allied force, and a country says they want to join NATO, and an opposing force invades that country before they actually join NATO, it's a threat to your position in the world. It's a threat to the U.S.'s position in the world. If the what the U.S. has we don't outmanufacture anybody. We don't outproduce oil over anybody. But what we do have is military strength to enforce our word. Mm-hmm. We have good credit score and we got guns. <laughs> Big guns. If somebody backs us down and all we got is a good credit score, yeah, we're just a nerd. We're just a nerd that's going to get played. Or so we, we start have shooting. to push back on. We have to push back on Putin, just short of actually going to war. It's another Cold War. It's a, it's it's a restart of the Cold War. All of this shit aside, is like, what is this shit all for, man? Like these fucking guys. What's really fucked up is the countries that are suffering in this. Because not only are the people in Ukraine suffering immensely, the people in Russia. You just said it. Like the people in Russia are going without now because this wants to go through Ukraine. Damn, I don't give a fuck about that. They don't give a fuck about us. Mm. We are pawns in this game. But the, the, they're dropping they are, bombs on our heads, not on their heads. But you know what is what's crazy though? The stories that that are coming through, uh, as far as some of the Russian soldiers not wanting to do this and being like, "Fuck this." I don't know about that. That sounds like a little bit of uh, propaganda to me. It could be. You're and right. I, I heard a number that said that eleven thousand Russian soldiers were killed. I'm like, yeah, come on, y'all, eleven <laughs> thousand. 11,000, come on. They were all done by the ghost of Kiev. Maybe it was 1,100, but even 1,100 sounds like a lot. 1,100 is a lot. And we but got you guns. are an invading force. <laughs> if this was Afghanistan, I'd believe it. Right. Well, you got, but the thing is, the, over there in Ukraine too, you got militia and shit like that over there as well. So a lot of, a lot of that shit is, is militia shit like these little skirmishes out there in the fucking the middle of nowhere that's how they get they they they, they wins they're not winning in no major cities i don't know but i think russia's like really not I'm pushing, pushing. Yeah, I, I, exactly I, yeah I mean, whenever they do push the waters exactly that russia, russia just, got the front line of they poop putts in the front line right now not the not the hardened ones no they got like the two fingers on ukraine's forehead and just pushing you know how yeah. somebody just push your forehead <laughs> And they just keep inching you back, and then eventually yeah. they just knock <laughs> your ass out. Oh shit! Okay, so so Russia is okay. Let me let me think this analogy through. Goodfellas. So Russia is Tommy, and Ukraine is Spider. And so, <laughs> wait, who was Tommy? Yeah. <laughs> Tommy's Russia. Tommy's uh, uh Joe Pesci's character. Pesci. Okay. Is spider, spider was the, spider was a little dude that, that winds up getting shot and he goes what the fuck I could you know what do you expect me to do he was being yes. smart that's basically yes. what it is it's like it's yes. like 
Because the first time Tommy shoots him, he shoots him in the foot and he comes back. <laughs> See, I was going to say Russia is like Debo mm. and Ukraine is like Red. He just <laughs> took his chain. He's crying like- in the car. <laughs> and we are Craig right now. Yeah. We got to decide if we're going to use this gun or if oh, we're going to go. This. Yeah. Right now, right now, like, right now, we're using our weapons. We, the thing that the U.S. has is that financial. They have that financial thing. They've got it. We can, well, the, the, we can, the, the British between the allies. Yeah, control. We it. control the money. The sweet. We control the Swiss, and you have England, who's also big in the banking system. You have America, who's big in the banking system. You know, the Japanese are big in the banking system, so they're 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 pulling strings on that aspect of it. Mm. But China, I think China. China's going to play both sides of the fence because I don't think China's mm-hmm. going to let Russia. They're not. China's not going to let Russia run up into America because China has too much invested. There's too much money here that the Chinese have. The it's Chinese hard. are spending and doing things all over the globe, not just in America. Chinese about America is one market. But 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 here's the thing: even before this conflict started, they had a press conference where Putin went to China. And they were like, hey, we're, we're boys yeah. in front of the cameras. Like, this is before yeah. the conflict started. Circle jerk. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just tired of all of it, you know, and all it does is lead to high gas prices. Great segue. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> Decoding 40. So the other thing that we're battling with in 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 this day and time is extremely high well they're not extremely high i would say the highest has been in a long time the it's highest been it's maybe. been in quite a while but we're dealing with high gas prices and we're coming out of a, a pandemic and people are outside again and the oil companies have seen fit to raise oil prices what 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 do you, what, do you, what sort of prices are you seeing in your area for gas um, Right now, I think um, I saw shit regular was at least like 405, I think. I think the highest I saw was like 470. Mm-hmm. That was for like super. But uh, yeah, gas is, a, gas is fucking expensive, man. And and I, I don't know who they got to get on the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they need to get it on the, get people on the phone. And, and you know, and I've been OPEC's saying, not picking up. Listen, they, I've been they saying. They keep this, leaving voicemails for OPEC. They're not. Uh, you not reach, their page. You've reached OPEC. Call again. Uh, but you know what's fucking crazy is that it's already crazy inflation. Like it's already the inflation right now is seven or eight percent in one year. They hmm. were talking about the increase in rent in Jersey City in New York has gone up like fifty percent as far as the, the the rent hikes and everything else. Because once once a person leaves their that particular place. You can rent it as high as you want to, according to market value. You can't get a house anymore. You know, food prices are ridiculous. Yo, going to the supermarket right now is a two hundred dollar mission. Hmm. Honestly, <laughs> getting got, to the supermarket is a two hundred dollar mission. Exactly right. So, so now it's sixty dollars to get the gas tank filled, and then yo, food prices, all those prices are very, very expensive right now, and. You know, it, it's it's my theory, and I'm pretty sure it's 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 not far fetched that they're trying to make their money back that they lost doing the motherfucking COVID shit, and that's why you know bread and everything else is so expensive right now. That's why gas is so expensive because now people COVID's over, people are going out. We got to make our money back. So let's raise well, this gas. I, I don't even. I, some I don't of that has to lost. do with some of. I'm sorry, some of that has to do with supply and demand and the impact that the supply chain has had uh, because of inability to get materials and resources into uh, for production. So not oil. Oh, I think that's all man-made and bullshit. I think not oil. that shit on purpose. No, but you, you're talking all about- All that shit is on purpose. Oil is drive or gets the trucks to uh, deliver the materials and the goods. So that's affecting cost. Uh, I'm saying that uh, petroleum's the the oil oil industry that that there, it's not a supply. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, but I was I was talking specifically about Vin's entire uh, 
uh, oh, about prices yeah, going up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, I honestly believe that it's like, you know what? We took a big hit in 2020 and we thought we was going to be able to come back in 2021, but that was pretty much a wash. And then Omicron, is that how they talk in the meetings? That's exactly how they talk. Omicron <laughs> came through in December, fucked it up. You know what I mean? So, yo, we got to make this money back. Fuck these motherfuckers. And we're going to charge for something to gallon. Super gonna... villains of the world. The media yo, uh, is now. Yes. Contesting. I don't yes. know. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit there, And everybody's there. <laughs> he said the penguin was there. I just don't think people the, are that The one organized. thing that you can count on is that people that work for those corporations, those multinational corporations, their entire job is figuring out how to make more money than they made. That is before. for sure. That's yeah, that's what I'm so saying. You, they're they're never going to say, "Oh, let's give them a break, or we'll break even, or we'll just make a little bit more." They're going to say, "How can we fully exploit this situation?" That's right. The one I thing just, I just, know. I guess, what I was projecting is the collusion part of it, like. I think the NFL is the only body that's actually actively colluding on anything. No, but I'm I don't joking. That, no. I'm joking. But oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just don't think there's this is like this master uh, round table of uh, the world's uh, evildoers, merchants, and evildoers who are trying to. Yeah. I do think that um, corporations put profit first. You, you've never heard of Davos. I've I've heard of Davos, but yeah, they you, publicized it. They publicized the evil meeting. <laughs> they make it public now because they ain't shit we can those do. Those in that. favor of raising the fuel prices to four dollars a gallon say so, I. Well, it might not even be that specific, but they definitely discuss the movement of the world. That because right? that, that I do that I that that I can get on board with i'm just saying this whole like cobra commander um i don't think it's necessarily like i think it has evil impact or uh, yes. um, ramifications yes but i think it's a callousness because it is capitalism but i don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that you know they're um and maybe they are i don't know they're they're rubbing their hands together salivating at the idea of making extra profit they are salivating because Absolutely. they're losing people. Because it's it's not about it's not about the people at all, right? It's about that's what I'm saying. The people it's are just about power, significant. It's, it's, exactly. Yeah, it's about exactly. power and position. Exactly. Yeah, salad. We're, but I don't think collateral. We're just collateral right. damage. Right. But right. the but the reality is is that we are collateral damage. And they're like, salivating. We we, they're, we we go hungry. We go homeless. We we lose. Our homes and our families. Well, that's like that's that. the reality of our position. But there are people who are making decisions, like the CEO who who lays off five thousand workers at Christmas time. He's about affecting the bottom line. But there's five thousand people who are oh, not sure. going to. Peloton you know. just laid off three thousand people while the yeah. CEOs and executives got major uh, cash out by it, well cash yeah. uh, from um, stock options. And they're so also no, I get that. They're also salivating because they're lizard people, and <laughs> that they live off the souls of the. Of the <laughs> and that's how they smell. Mm. Smell good. <laughs> v. All right. Well, maybe I have to think about it some more. But I, I just. It's difficult for me to think about things in those terms. I think people are just very uh, dismissive of the ramifications that occur from their actions at times. Because they're completely disconnected from it. Right. It's numbers and figures and profits and losses. Boats and, and planes yeah. and I don't yeah. I don't even sure. I don't even think that they're thinking about necessarily their personal their personal gain. And I think at certain levels it's really about you're in a competition with companies and and people who are at your level. You don't even see you don't even see that guy. You don't see that guy in accounting. You don't even right. And but that's that's what I'm that's register. what I'm saying. Like in terms of how we as individuals operate, mm. we we purchase goods. We don't think about the the uh, down the stream effect on right. what happens to other people. Absolutely. And we're not trying to necessarily you know. Uh, uh, make other people's lives harder than they need to be, but we we're, we're trying to maintain our own selves and our own family and, and create right. legacy. And right. but 
even when we are doing or we're operating in the world, things that we do, the choices that we make have very uh, serious impact on people who are not in a similar situated position that, that we absolutely, are. absolutely. Maybe we should keep that more in mind. You know, every time you go to Target and you buy that, that cheap, that $4 uh, t-shirt. Yeah. That $4 t-shirt, you are killing a kid in uh, Kuala Lumpur. There's, Thanks. There's a child. There's a child dying in Kuala Lumpur. There's a kid dying a making a T-shirt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's dead now, allegedly. But <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, five just died. Yeah, five kids just died right now. Exactly. <laughs> and I just bought a T-shirt. Yeah. Well, this this conversation has definitely taken some <laughs> twists and some turns. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and ask you. What's this week's libation? What are you sipping on? This week's libation. Well, I'm actually sipping on. I told you guys I went to the uh, whiskey tour at Kings County Distillery. I'm drinking some of their fine rye bourbon, I think. (laughs) You you, you think? Whatever it is, it's good. Yes. All right. Like you're, you're currently unable to read the label <laughs> on the bottom. On the bottom. <laughs> I don't have the bottom in front of me. That's why um, it became blurry. I can that that read it. Hold up. They just distilled that shit and put it. And it was like anybody got bottles on them, and we'll put it in some Poland Springs bottles. Got a Poland Springs bottle full of whatever the fuck that whiskey they had over there <laughs> with the wrapper ripped we off. We ran out of bottles, so everybody can read blue dots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, just take a quick sip. Make sure it's not that poison stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me. But get the good sweet. thing about this whiskey is really good. Um, yeah, everything is at least is barreled for at least three years. Another interesting fact: Did you know? Do you know what they call the uh, evaporated uh, whiskey when it um, starts to uh, condense and consolidate in the barrel? Wasted. The angel share. Oh, so, that's why angels envy. Yes. Now yes. that title makes that that bottle makes a yeah. lot more sense. So, um, so yeah, it's 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 really good. If anybody is ever in Brooklyn, at the mm-hmm. Brooklyn Navy Yard, I highly, 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 highly recommend you go there. I might have to check that out. I've I've been mostly disappointed with um, local bourbons. Mm. Like I'm not a big fan of. Uh, Widow Jane and um, Stillhouse. Widow Jane is harsh. Yeah. What was the second one you said? Um, Stillhouse. Stillhouse. I don't remember Stillhouse. I think that's, that that one's out in um, Red Hook. Yeah. Widow Jane. It, it tastes. It, it does not taste good. I do not like it. It's yeah. so harsh. It has such a hard burn. Like it's mm-hmm. no. There's no. There's nothing smooth to it at all. But I think it's because of how young it is. I don't think that they're Most they're not aging. They haven't had a chance to age anything, as far as I know. Maybe they'll come out with a reserve or uh, a ten year eventually, but right. I don't like. And it. are you drinking it neat? Usually, I'll, I'll, that'll be yeah. I'll usually drink that the first time I drink it. Mm-hmm. I'll drink it neat, just so I can get a, a feel for it. And if I want it, if it needs ice, I'll I'll do it mm-hmm. on ice. But uh, this week I'm drinking Old Scout uh, straight bourbon whiskey. And uh, this one is distilled and bottled in Indiana. But I picked it up in I picked it up in West Virginia by accident because (laughs) I was actually reaching for another bottle. But I picked this one up by accident. I I kept I kept going with it. And uh, it's fifty eight point four percent volume by uh, alcohol by volume. And uh, this is a six-year-old, and it's really, it's really good, tasty. Got a lot of caramel and uh, smoky notes. I enjoy it. That was actually one of the other things I got from the tour. Is really starting to talk about, I guess, the four flavor notes that you can get from whiskey. I can't remember exactly what they are, but you know, the smokiness and this yeah. industrial flavor to some whiskeys depending on how they're uh, made. So it's interesting except for the racism, but the, the, <laughs> the tour the tour was actually informative. I can't front. The racist tour. Yes. You know what's interesting? I don't like scotch whiskey. And up front is that smokiness. But yeah. this one, 
up front is like that bourbon sort of sweetness. And then it finishes a little smoky. Mm. Like the last taste you get is a little smoke. And I like it. It's yeah, weird how, how complex these yeah. things can be. It, it really is. But I, I can see how people nerd out on it. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm not drinking anything. I'm. I'm actually. Uh, Boo! The, smoke, the smoking notes. Boo! The, the smoking notes are being provided by the pancake that I've been smoking. Uh, pancake <laughs> mixed weed. Uh, very good. Uh, it's an indica uh, strain. Very powerful. Um. <laughs> and uh, you know that's my libation. It good. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, smoke yours. This feels like another exciting episode of Decoding Forty. This was a very laid I mean back episode. It was pretty laid back. See, that's what happens when uh, when I'm hosting the show. I, oh. I make it a little bit laid back. Yeah. We don't rush in. Then we scream and we argue. You know, <laughs> but no, we didn't argue at all. This is a huge great conversation. Um, thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll see you again next Friday. Peace. Peace. Peace.